alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. The blend masters in the building here to let you know. I got the game on lock and I'm ready to flow. I'm blessed with health, wealth, and knowledge yourself, yo. Just a couple more things you need to know. Spiritually give to socially uplift to have you leaving here smarter than the click that you kick up with. A certified baller that your man can't check. Keep hacking me, homie, and I'ma check your neck. I'm the king of the soft blends and two-top drop. And I be on it every day so the shit won't stop. Chop it up is the name of my show. While well, I break it all down to tell you how it go. I keep the mic smoking when I talk my shit. So tune in every week for the game I spit. I said I keep the mic smoking when I talk my shit. So tune in every week for the game I spit. Till I hit it with the alcohol, it won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it the alcohol yeah that sound good that boy put a dope flow with that dope flow with that i ain't finna flow i'm not finna flow in case you didn't know this is kurt mo down with chop it up sending it back to you one more again one more time here for the rewind episode two of the number one podcast in the entire world down to it with it don't forget it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm back. I got a lot of good feedback from episode one. I appreciate everybody for tuning in. You know, this is going to be a great ride. It's going to be a great ride. You know what I'm saying? We're going to talk about a lot of stuff. And it's going to be kind of, it'll be, it'll be light at times. But at other times, you know, it'll be, uh, it'll be argumentative, so to speak. I just want to hear how you feel about it. You know, feel free to leave a message. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure there's, you feel free to leave a message or a comment. You know what I'm saying? That would be greatly appreciated. And if you wanna, if you wanna come and be a guest on Chop It Up, come get a haircut and talk about what you're doing in your community. You know, how you are inspiring other people. You know, how you're helping other people. Uh, ideas, you know, mentorship opportunities black organization opportunities you know if you know of anything like that if you got anything popping off and you want to come out here and talk about it you want to come online and talk about it hey man you're more than welcome to do so all you got to do is hit me up all you got to do is hit me up we could chop it up about whatever you want to that's right that's right you know what I'm saying? I gotta get it out there, so I'm gonna go ahead and do this. This is this is a big deal. I'm gonna put my I'm gonna put my I'm gonna talk about a little bit of sports. Let y'all know who I who I mess with. I'm from the D. You know what I'm saying? I lived half my childhood in Detroit, and the other half in Miami, Florida. So, you know, I'm partial to all the Detroit and Miami teams. You know what I'm saying? But if I had to get a jersey, it's gonna be a Detroit jersey for whatever season it is, and I'm gonna put my name on the back. Put my name and number on the back. My number twelve. Cause I, I grew up on 12th Street. I ain't, you know, that's just that's just what 12th Street dudes do. Ain't got nothing to do. We ain't flying no flags. Just to let you know, you know what I'm saying. So I like the Lions. You know what I'm saying. The Lions have been my team. I was when I was in the Navy. I really didn't keep up with football as much as I should or could have, so to speak. 
But what ended up happening was the year they went 0-16, I was working in Florida, and a couple of cats was coming up to me like, ain't you from Detroit? Man, you know your team finna go 0-16? I'm like, ah, yeah, I ain't worried about it. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, Detroit was my team, but, like, playoff time would come around, and I would be a Patriot fan, you know, because I was a big fan of Tom Brady because he went to Michigan, which is my favorite, you know, college football team is University of Michigan. Go Blue. So that's 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 how I come up watching my, my football sports. So I can honestly say that I've been a consistent season slash week by week, game by game, traveling fan supporter of the Detroit Lions consistently for about uh, roughly about eight to ten years. Uh, let me see. I can't. That, that's been my squad ever since. You know, I have to, when you get in barbershops, you know what I'm saying, you got to pick one team. Ain't no two team and all that stuff. So I, I'm a Lions fan, you know what I'm saying? I, I, see, I know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's house money. The Lions ain't bought into nothing, you know what I'm saying? They own the field that they play on. They own the team. Ford owns the team. Ford owns the field. Ford owns the team. Ford owns the name. And... They've owned this team for so long that they ain't even sweating it. It's like, man, we make F-150s. We make uh, Explorers. Uh, what other car? 500s. They're making so, many, so much money on cars that the, 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 the true owner and lover of the NFL, he died a long time ago. You know what I'm saying? Back in the 50s, we had, a, I think we got four championships. And I'm here to tell you, they do not hold up in barbershop arguments. I, I, I don't know if y'all knew that or not. But brothers in the barbershop don't care about no rings that ain't got Super Bowl on it. 50s, we had like four of them, though. And those, you know, those were the years in the beginning of the time. Hell, Green Bay had, what, 14, 15 of those. I don't, I don't know, but. The Lions is my squad. I don't necessarily hate a team. You know what I'm saying? I hear people out there going through all that crazy stuff because that fandom, that fan, that, that fanatic behavior, that, that fan, fan is short for fanatic. That fanatic behavior can get out of hand. I see people getting their ass whipped at games, in bars, in barber shops, in house parties, all over a, a, a team. And the older I get, the more I realize how scripted it is. You know what I'm saying? How scripted the NFL is. You can't tell me that the Detroit Lions have gotten top 10 picks for the last 30 years and they couldn't even get a playoff win. Come on, man. I know it's a conspiracy, a C-O-N-spiracy. I already know. I ain't going to be one of them dudes, though. I ain't going to trip. I get it. But what I do notice is that I noticed that the change in the Detroit Lions over the last couple years, like the year when they got rid of all the, they got rid of all the front office. They got the general manager of the Patriots. Then they went and got all the scouts. The next season they went and got all the scouts for the Patriots. Scouts and um, front office personnel. They went and gutted their whole front office and brought that to Detroit. Because I think it all happened when, um, I think we were like, about maybe four or five years ago, we was really, really looking bad out there. And I think we were having a terrible season. And a reporter went online and was like, look, Miss Lady, it was after the dude, the owner died. 
and his wife took over. You know what I'm saying? She was going through it because her husband died. And as Lions fans, we were going through it because what are we doing? I mean, it was just another day in the park for us. We was losing like we've been losing, but we was losing differently. So when it ended up happening, the reporter came on and was like, yeah, so we, um, we, 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 finna, we finna stop coming to y'all games. We just going to stop coming to the game. You don't do nothing with this team. We're going to start boycotting these games. I think he came and said that in an article somewhere. And the next year, she she went through and fired everybody. I don't know if y'all remember that time she came through and fired everybody but the head coach. And that's when she put the put the move on the um, New England Patriots front office and put all them cats in office, in the office of the Lions. I was like, okay, I see that. I see they kept Jeff Caldwell for that extra year because he had on the team. He known he he was in good relations with the players. He knew the playbook. You can run the team until we get all this stuff situated. So they gave him another year on the block. But you know his time was almost up. Of course, Belichick is tied into the Patriots, so he had to get they had to get uh, Patricia. Matt Patricia had done well. He was successful as a defensive coordinator. He got a couple Super Bowls under his belt. You know, respected guy in the league as a defensive coordinator. Sometimes he had had some questionable situations, but all in all, the Patriots, you know what I'm saying? The Patriots have been a successful team. And if you're gonna if you're gonna go after a franchise head, why not go for the Patriots? They've been the best winning team in the NFL, you know, I wanna say history. I mean the Steelers had some good years, but you know, their situations have been questionable as of late. But the Patriots, they have a great organization. So they have moved their whole front office and all their staff and coaches over to the Detroit Lions. And the last piece of that puzzle was Matt Patricia last year. So last year they got Matt Patricia. So you watching the, the, the you watching the shit trickle downhill, you know what I'm saying? We go after the general manager, then we go after the front office and scouts and trainers, and then we go after the assistant coaches, and then we go after the coach. We got the coach over there as our head, the defensive coordinator as our head coach now. And then, uh, of course, he got in the air, his defense that was over there that sees that as a sinking ship. That's a sinking ship over there in New England. I mean, y'all been on top for 20 years, man. Y'all did your thing. And, you know, they got to break that up. They didn't call the owner. In a, in a staying ring, the the, the, the trafficking scandal, because he was getting a rub and tug. You know what I'm saying? Come on, dude. You work for uh, some other building. You're supposed to be getting your rub and tugs in the Mile High Club. You know what I'm saying? You're supposed to be getting your, 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 your private situations done in 2,000 feet in the air. Nobody should be able to point you out. Ain't no police car supposed to be able to pull up on your location. I think you know that. I just think you got a little bit too comfortable and got caught out there. I mean, come on, dude. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to tell you how to hoe. I'm just going to tell you, come on, bro. Your name is on everything. You can't even go take a piss or quip trip without they putting your shit in, the, in on a newspaper. So you got to be mindful of that, playboy. Plus, Belichick been at it with them cats because Belichick feel like, man, if you let me run the team, Brady should have been out of there. Garoppolo could have been the perfect fit to them slide into the next championships. But, you know, Brady has a tight relationship with the uh, with, 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 uh, with the with the owner of the uh, New England Patriots, so he, he he's over there. He gonna play, and they chose to keep him. So Belichick, I don't want to say Belichick, but the team members notice what's happening over there, and they just trying to jump ship. And 
for all the defenders that want to come play for Matt Patricia, I think that's amazing, man. They know he's a good dude. He's a good leader. It looked kind of wishy-washy in the beginning, but you got to think that first year, he's just trying to, you know, before he go change his tires and, and, and redo that transmission for his own sake, you want to see what he can do first. So he, he did all right. He did all right. He missed a few games, but he did all right. Hopefully Matthew Stafford could stay healthy enough to run his team. But, shoot, they got the coach. They got the defense. The next day waiting for a draft pick. So I wouldn't be surprised if they tank this this last season or if they go in a draft and pick up a fourth rounder. Because that's the key to getting a good football player for a quarterback. You go draft, you are hungry fourth rounder like they did with Brady Brady was the last pick of the draft and you know he got in there and he was so he was so much the last pick of the draft he looked so terrible in the combine that he had to be coachable plus he was a monster he was a monster in uh, Michigan he was a monster in Michigan so they knew he had potential and Belichick was the perfect person to put him with you you pick him in the fourth round and then you keep them. They're hungry. They come hungry. They'll do whatever you say because I'm a fourth rounder. I wasn't even supposed to be here. I get a chance to play for y'all. Yeah, they're going to be humble. They're going to be listening. They're going to be doing what you tell them to do. Just like Dak Prescott is. Shout out Dak Prescott over there doing his thing with um, Dallas. That boy going to be good. But, you know, the, the Lions go after a, a fourth rounder. Somebody that can throw, run, and read defenses. That's humble. You ain't got to be Tom Brady. You ain't got to be Michael Vick. But if you could be coached and you got the physical ability, then you'll be perfect for the Detroit Lions. Be perfect because we'll coach you in there. And it's just enough, just enough to keep Matthew Stafford on his game. I'm not saying he ain't ever on his game, but I got a couple people that would say he'd be, he be on some garbage. But I respect Matthew Stafford. He's done some amazing things. I've watched him play, you know what I'm saying? So I, I respect his game. But, you know, Matthew Stafford, you've been there. You didn't got your money. You know, ain't no telling how long they're going to keep you after this. If you don't show up, they'll sell you for a pick. So, I mean, I got faith in Matthew Stafford. And I think Matthew Stafford deserves a good offensive line. I think he deserves some good wide receivers. He's been, he been throwing to a lot of suspect wide receivers over the last few years. You know what I'm saying? Calvin Johnson was good. Marvin Jones was good. Golden Tate was good. But for the most part, you know, he was like a one-trick pony. So I think if you give him more options and you put him with a different coach to give him a whole new outlook and perspective on what he's doing, basically bringing a new system, he'll be all right. I think he can flourish in that. He's young enough. He got enough youth in that shoulder, still kind of new. He's still working the kinks out that new shoulder. So I think he'll be all right. I think he'll be all right. So to see how the Lions do next year is always a work in progress. But it's going to happen. We will get our Super Bowl. And for all them people that turned on the Lions, when it happens, don't be trying to come to our parade. You feel me? Go Lions. Then I'm going to go to the Pistons, man. I like the Pistons in basketball. In the NBA, I like the Detroit Pistons, man. Um, 1984-85, I started watching the NBA. It was around the time when Michael Jordan was there, but he got hurt. My stepfather, CB, shout out CB, he set me down. I think it was on my birthday. My 10th birthday was 1986, April 20th. That was the day 
Michael Jordan put 63 points on Larry Bird in the playoffs. I watched that game. My stepfather was like, yeah, that's the new guy, man. His name Michael Jordan. They say he posed to be nice. I like Dr. J. I like Kareem and Magic, but you know, they say this Michael Jordan dude pretty tough. And this is his this is was his introduction to basketball. Introduction. My introduction to basketball. You know what I'm saying? This is my introduction to basketball from him. He was like, yeah, man. You know, this guy, he alright. And Mike was doing some cool. I like, man, he hitting that shot. Dang, and, and but Bird was coming back busting because I believe Bird and him ended up winning that series or whatever. But you know, Mike was out, and then I think Mike got hurt, and then they banned his shoe because they said his shoe was something special. His first shoe, it got banned in the NBA. You can look that up. That is the only shoe to have ever been banned in the NBA, and it is still currently banned to this day because they were looking at Mike like this dude is ridiculously good, and he is in the air too much. And I think it's something with these shoes that is making that happen. So what we're going to do, we're going to ban these Air Jordans because these Air Jordans are making it unfair for the rest of the players in the league. That's how they played Michael Jordan. He was that good that they had to ban his shoe for the fear that it was making him better. That's crazy. But that ain't true. But it's crazy. I mean, it ain't true that it made them better. It's crazy, but that's what they thought the shoe was doing. The shoe don't do nothing. And if you try that shoe on today, it's a classic to a lot of people. A lot of people like that shoe. A lot of people want that shoe. Um, but at the end of the day, it's a shoe that was made in 1984. So it might be good to look at, but I guarantee you it ain't as comfortable as the shoes that they make now. You know what I'm saying? Like all Jordans, all them Jordans was made in the 80s, and I, the, the, it's a lot of good Jordans out there. I ain't gonna take that from Mike, but the early ones, the ones and the twos, were questionable. Me having a big foot and being a basketball player, you know what I'm saying? My favorite shoe is LeBron. I put my first pair of LeBrons on in the, what, 90? Not 90, uh, 2007? Yeah, the year I got struck by lightning. That's another story. But anyway. I like the bad boys, man. You know what I'm saying? So I started watching basketball in 86. We had Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas was good, but they were, the Pistons were still making their move. And they was just starting to win. They were just starting to win because they got Isaiah Thomas. Then they went back and they got Bill Lane Beer. And then they went and got um, Rick Mahorn. And, you know, we was building the bad boys. Then they drafted Sally and Raman in 86. They drafted them, and they just made us a run-and-gun team after that. And, you know, with Isaiah Thomas patting that ball like he do, it made us look real healthy. So Larry Bird was getting old. I think he blew his back out. Michael Jordan didn't have enough ass for them bad boys. So we we took it from Bird. We took it from Bird, McHale, and Parrish, old ass. We took it from them dudes. But they was dirty, and we fought. The bad boys fought the Celtics damn near every game. It was somebody getting thrown out. Shout out to Dennis Rodman, John Sally, Bill Lane Beer, Mark Aguirre, Adrian Dantley, James Edwards, Isaiah Thomas, Joey D, Joe Du Mars. You know what I'm saying? Our squad, James Buddha Edwards. Shouts out to the bad boys, Pistons. Them boys, they won in 87. They won in 87, but then they got swept by the Lakers, I believe. Did they get swept by the Lakers? They got by the bull. They got by the. They got first time they got by the Celtics was '87. Then they got swept by the Lakers in '87, I believe. Damn, I hope I got that right. And then the next year in 1988 is when we got robbed. Got all the way up to Game Seven. 
And all the way down to the last play. And they said Bill Lane Beer fouled Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on that sky hook. Now, I don't know if y'all remember this, but he did not foul that dude. That was Kareem. It was his last year. He was he was he was the cap. He had magic. He had worthy. He had all them cats. And they was doing their thing. And they they just they wasn't good enough for the Pistons. <coughs> so that last play, they gave that foul to Lane Beer. Uh, Cap went up there and made them two free throws, and we lost that in game seven, and boom, the Pistons lost in 1988. They lost in 1988. And um, the next year, we came back and swept they behind. We swept the leg. We came, We went straight back to the finals. We beat up on Michael Jordan, 86, 87, 88, 89, in 90, we beat the brakes off Michael Jordan. You ain't getting jack squat play, boy. Nothing. I see you flying through, smacking your hand, and doing all that tongue sticking out. But you gets no play in my ride, play boy. And it was beating him up. No disrespect to Mike, but you know you was too light in the ass. Then they went and got Scottie Pippen. We beat that ass too. And they had Cartwright, and they had Oakley. And it was coming, but Mike, they remember that. And I'm going to tell you, and I say this, this may be a little bit controversial, but... The Pistons made Michael Jordan. I'm saying they made Mike. We beat that ass. He got in the gym. We still kept busting him up. And he started playing for that. He didn't see anybody else in the league. We need to beat the Detroit Pistons. And he tried. And he tried. And he fought. He fought Isaiah. He fought Lane Beer. He, I want to say he fought uh, Isaiah Lane Beer. Those were the two guys. Them two dudes from Chicago. They was wild. They was they was fighting everybody on the Bulls team, cause that was the rule. Knock his ass down, foul that dude. Don't just don't let Mike come to the rack and get 45 points, B. Huh? We ain't doing that. Don't let him come to the rack and get no 45 points. We ain't the we ain't the Celtics. We ain't the rest of them dudes. Don't come in here with that. We ain't Dominique and them out there in Atlanta. We we ain't them. We the bad boys. You're not coming to give us that work. We giving you that work, and that's what they was doing. That's what they did to Mike. And then Mike grew up and, 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 and worked out and worked out. And, you know, he eventually got past us. But what it was, we, we ended up winning in 89. We swept the Lakers, Magic Johnson Lakers. Then we came back in 1990. They didn't have anything for your boy in Portland with, um, with uh, what's your dude, Terry Porter, Kevin Duckworth, Clyde the Glide Drexler. Uh, who else was on that team? Yeah, Cliff Livingston, not Cliff Livingston. Was it Cliff Livingston? Yeah, they had a good squad. Portland had a good squad. Shout out to Kevin Duckworth. He's from the D. But um, they had a good squad, but it wasn't enough. Because, you know, Clyde Drexler thought he was Mike. And he could have very easily been Mike. But Mike had the marketing genius that he did and made his name what it was. You know what I'm saying? Clyde could have been, he was just quiet. And he was in Portland, bro. It's like Dame Lillard. Dame Lillard, nice with it. And, and, and Dame Litter is a killer. He did four years of college ball. Four years of college ball. You know what I'm saying? Four years of college ball takes a lot off you. Then you come in and you you come in in the era where you in Portland. They ain't paying no attention. But we respect the fact that you in Portland because you represent because you from Oakland. And most cats from Oakland, they always represent. They always represent. You very, you'll meet very few people from Oakland that don't represent Oaktown. You know what I'm saying? They they seriously. And Oakland is like a West Coast Detroit. Ask anybody. Anyway, Piston fan, 
day in and day out. And then, you know, I saw them doing their thing when it was in like 2003 and 2004 when they were smacking everybody. Dudes couldn't get over 70 points against the Pistons. This back when we held LeBron James to the, we held LeBron James for a couple years. Not long, just a couple. We won in 04 and we went back in 05, but we lost to the, uh, we lost to the Spurs. Excuse me. We lost to the Spurs and, um, we lost to the Spurs in game seven in 05. <coughs> and the Spurs won that shit. I ain't mad at the Spurs. We got to game seven and we just gave up. We ain't no telling what that was. That was after Larry Brown left. Larry Brown was one of the best coaches we had. Chuck Daly was one of the best coaches we had. You know what I'm saying? So, and then, but we'll be back. We'll be back. We got a good coach now, Alvin Gentry. And I think that's his name, Alvin Gentry. And we, you know, we got Blake and Drummond doing them 2020s. We looking good, man. And they still making little moves here and there. And we mess around and get the fifth seed in the playoffs this year. We might not be doing we might be we might not be that bad because Detroit is up. I mean Detroit the the East Eastern Conference is up for grabs. So yeah. Tigers fan, I was there when they won in nineteen eighty four. I was I was I was eight. But I remember watching Kirk Gibson and them boys and Alan Trammell and them boys pull it off in nineteen eighty four. That was the last time we did it. We got close a couple of times, but 84. Then we got um hockey. Oh yeah, shout out to Comerica Park. Ain't nothing like ain't nothing better than going to Detroit in the middle of the summer, sitting up in the top section of the left of the uh fir- of the third baseline, all the way up top, watching the ball game, looking at the uh downtown Detroit in the background, man. That's beautiful, man. Great, great times. Go up there with your crew, sit down, have a couple beers. And just talk about the game, talk about stuff, wait for the crack, and just enjoy the game. Because baseball, you don't really want to sit down in the front row because you get hit with a ball like that. I ain't seen people get hit with a fly ball. Because you sit in the, in, the, in the pocket over there right close, you on guard, B. You on guard because a pop foul ball can knock you out. The ball be coming so fast. So to sit all the way up in the top section is always good to see because you can hear that crack from a mile away. It's always good. So shout out to the Tigers in Comerica Park over there. And um, I saw the Warriors play the Pistons uh, December eighth at the at the new at the Little Caesars Arena. That was always good to do. That's a good place, and you can park at the top of the parking garage, and from your vehicle, be five minutes away from your seat. Real good park, real good parking. So let's see what else we got. Hockey, Red Wings to the fullest. Always mess with the Red Wings. They won a lot in the nineties. I'm gonna do that. I like the Red Wings. I like the Red Wings. Favorite players. You know, I get a lot of controversy about that. Shout out, um, you know, I come up watching Chris Webber. You know what I'm saying? DC. I watch Derek Holman and stuff. I watched uh, Chris Mamou Raouf, a.k.a. Chris Jackson. I like him, man. He's still nice to this day. You know what I'm saying? Iceman, George Gervin was an idol. All these cats from Detroit. But if I had to put together a team, I'm a big fella. So I respect the point guard that knows his way around the basketball court and can pass it down. Now, yes, Magic Johnson is my favorite point guard. And and I would put Magic Johnson as the point guard for my basketball team. But then I got to have I got to have Chris Weber. I need I need I need Golden State Warriors, University of Michigan, Chris Weber. Sacramento Kings when they got robbed by the Lakers, Chris Weber as my power forward. You know what I'm saying? I got to get Shaq Daddy up there for my doggone center. 
Because ain't nothing nastier than an a, a, a early Lakers shack. Nasty. Man, your boy had money. The boy had money. He had Kobe. He he had been through Orlando and, and, and got his indoctrination to the game. You know what I'm saying? So he was ready by the time he got to L.A., boy. And he was a nasty boy. Look at some of them L.A. highlights from Shaq. Big Jersey Shaq. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to take Shaq, Webb, and Magic. And then I'm going to put... Um, I'm going to put LeBron at my three. I'm going to put first... I'm going to put... I'm going to put... I'm going to put Miami LeBron at my three. I'm going to put Miami LeBron at my three. And my two... I'm going to be sauced up with Steph. Be sauced up with Steph. And that's my run. I'm a big fella, dog. I like I like the I like the ground and pound. Because what's gonna happen? I'm gonna set my big guys up in a triangle. I'm gonna set the big boys up in a triangle. I'm gonna put Webb on the block. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put um LeBron on the other block. I'm gonna put Shaq at the top of the key. And we're gonna work that triangle. And Magic gonna come down with that ball. And see. Shaq ain't gonna Shaq Shaq can run when he need to run, but I always got Webb and I always got King James, and I can dish damn bam all night long. And can't, ain't nobody ready to play like a Golden State Warrior, University of Michigan Chris Webber, just like ain't nobody ready to play like a Miami Heat LeBron James. And give me Magic Johnson, give me give me 1985 Magic Johnson acting the ass out here, acting a pure D ass out here. With the, and he got to wear the weapons. I ain't out here playing with y'all, huh? And Steph, give me give me Steph. You know what I'm saying? Steph is probably Steph is a shooter, man. And with this aggression, Steph gonna cruise his little ass down there and just shoot, shoot, shoot. One, two, three, shoot, shoot, shoot. Shout out Terry Jones. You know what I'm saying? Out here. You know what I'm saying? Out here. Balling. That's my squad. Now, I like James Harden, you know, with his traveling ass, but can't nobody stop him. I like James Harden. I put him on my bench. I put Rondo on my bench. Yes, Rajon Rondo, a floor general. Somebody's going to grab that ball and say, y'all need to quit bullshitting. Yeah. Yeah, but you got to have him under magic, though. You got to have him under magic. Rondo running your team. You can't count on it now. You can come out here with your point guard. I don't like scoring point guards. I think my point guard should be controlling the floor, not out here trying to outdo the rest of the players. I need to give my somebody got to be dedicated to controlling the floor. And nobody does that better than Magic Johnson. And I like the way Rondo does it too. But it got to be that Boston Celtic. I ain't scared of none of you niggas, Rondo. Part of my choice of words. Yeah. Yeah. It, it got to be that Rondo. You know what I'm saying? I like that Rondo. You know, he wasn't scared. And he was he was thrown into that position. And people always say, Rondo can't score. Rondo can't score. But Rondo going to get you some blocks. He's going to get you some steals. He's going to get you some rebounds. And he's going to make the right play. You know what I'm saying? And Rondo, I get it. I get it. If he don't get the shot off, I got Webb, Bron, and I got Webb, Bron, and Shaq on the block doing this work. What more can I say? You know what I'm saying? Shaq, and, and, and worst case scenario, smack it out of stuff. Now, you're going to check Steph. At the end of the day, that's a powerful squad. Uh, period. Period. It's a powerful squad. And Shaq might get tired. Shaq might get tired. Lakers Shaq might get tired. And so, I'm going to put um, I'm gonna put Embiid on the bench. And, I mean, we can go either way with the start on that. Embiid, 
can go well with 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 with, with um, Webb and LeBron. But then I'm gonna bring Anthony Davis in in case LeBron gets tired. Yeah, I'm gonna bring Anthony Davis in in case LeBron gets tired. Better yet, I'll bring Anthony Davis in in case Webb gets tired. And I might even go AD over Webb, but the Webb I'm talking about will give AD some problems. The Webb I'm talking about will give AD some problems. But um, for LeBron rest, I give him KD. I give KD to LeBron the rest. So that's 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 a good 10 players, you know what I'm saying? That's a good 10 players. And B, KD, and B, KD, and AD, along with Harden and Rondo. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Then my starting five would be Shaq, Shaq, Webb, Brian, Magic, and, and and Steph. So that's my that's my top ten basketball players in the NBA. That would sound like that. I've always been a basketball player. I still play ball, man. I get up here and go hoop and shit. Over at the uh, LA different LA fitnesses in a way, get out there and play ball and stuff. But yeah, I swim too. But I like to hoop. I'm still dunking and everything out here. Come see me. But that's how I see sports. And you know, one thing about one thing I'll say about these contracts and these players out here, the basketball NBA and the NFL and Major League Baseball. These are blessings. These are blessings. You play the game right, you play the game well, and you stay in tip-top shape, you can get picked on one of these teams. But you don't you 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 don't have entitlements. You know what I'm saying? This is a game, bro. Yeah, they're making billions of dollars off of y'all. They're making billions of dollars off of y'all. Yeah, and you know they pay their whole yearly salary off of preseason. They pay their yearly salary off of preseason. So they eating all the concession and tickets all season. They eating all that all season. So they got the bread. They put salary caps on there so nobody would ask for more. And so people like Jerry Jones and these these billionaire, real billionaire billionaires can't get out here and just bankroll players and say, I got an extra 40 million for you. Just come get me a Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? They don't do that. When he gets, you know, I, I like the AAF. You know what I'm saying? The AAF is good. It's basically the uh, NFL reject league. But see, the NFL reject league is good because just because you don't get picked into the NFL does not mean that you're a great NFL player or a great football player. Hey, damn near a million people that play on the football team graduate every year in the United States of America and Canada and other countries. Millions. They only picking what? What? They can't be no more. There's 32 teams, so they ain't picking that many. They only picking like maybe they get four rounds if they take them. They ain't picking no more than 100 to 200 players a year, and that's from practice squads, free agencies, um, draft. The draft is the draft, but everything they, the draft is what will get you to be, you know, in the top play, you know, to one of the top players get that get that check. But they only take it with so much. So to think that it's only the NFL would be crazy, and it's is 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 un it's unbelievable. It's, I'm glad somebody got with them folks and decided to create a new league because it's too much talent out there. These dudes go spend their whole life. I mean, every park you go to at sunset, 
in the South got about 200 little football players. 200 on every park, damn near every city in the South. Everybody trying to play football. Everybody trying to get that football check. And for them to only pick 100 to 200 players a season, and I'm, I'm over, I'm talking about practice squads, I'm talking about drafts, and I'm talking about, uh, um, you know, um, you know, um, what they call the practice squad, full roster, and injury reserve. They're only picking like 100 players a year, 100 to 200 players a year at the most. And you got to be that dude to get to be one of them. And the whole process is is crazy. And if you live your life to get to the NFL and you get all the way up to college and God forbid you get an injury, it's over. It's over. And, and what are we going to do with all these extra people? So why not get some black people together with a bunch of all these rappers? With all this. Man, y'all better not give me no billion dollars. Listen, all these rappers and movie stars and actors and just, you know, moguls out here. They ain't letting you buy a team. Trust me. I know every one of these brothers didn't try to buy a team. Did he try to buy the doggone Panthers? Nah, bro. We good. We know who you are. We don't want you in our league because you telling me they can't get other teams? Nah. So what I would do is buy one of them AAF teams. Because only five, six of them in there. Get, a, get you one of them. Let that grow. Like Ice Cube League. Ice Cube has always been a genius. In my book, he has always done some remarkable things. And for that man to get out there and start that, a, that, uh, that big three is amazing. That thing is amazing. It's a good watch every every week every year they come on it's like the third or fourth season always a good watch watching them old players do their thing lavar ball shout out to lavar ball that man had three baby boys and worked them all into nba ready basketball players physically and skillfully but they just got to grow up they got to grow up and you know he did his part he got his son on the lakers his young boy looked like he gonna do something you know his, his middle kid was the middle kid Got caught up in middle kid stuff. You know, I wish all of them cats the best. I respect that, man. Instead of taking the, the shoe deals, you know, bet you cream up with your own shoe. Now all your boys make their own shoes and they got their own thing popping. That's a big deal. So I appreciate that, too. Shout out to the balls. Shout out to the balls. Um, you know, I respect sports and. I don't have a problem with kids playing sports, getting out there, getting that money, because that's important. It's a big-ass check, and you can do something with that check. You can do something with that check. And I want I want to see more people take advantage of that. LeBron James is doing this thing. That, that young man is about to open up another school. He's about to open up another school for them babies, man. At-risk kids in Akron, Ohio. That's That's what's supposed to happen. That's supposed to happen. Now, they were against a lot of people doing that. You know how they say the media, because, you know, we don't really do a lot of fact checking here over here on Chop It Up. But they say the media, you know, once they give you that, that black card, it's for you. Not for your hood. It's for you. Now, if you get out here trying to do something in your hood, we're going to put that bag of dope in your car and send you behind the jail. And bag of dope is figuratively speaking for the setup that they do for you when they're trying to when they're trying to get rid of you 
when they try to get rid of money. The setup comes when you try to do stuff like buy NBC. Yes. Yeah, Bill Cosby probably did, you know, all the stuff he said he did. But that's probably in 2000. Back then, that's similar to somebody. <laughs> that's similar to somebody. Uh, That's similar to somebody giving a girl a blunt when they come visit you. You know what I'm saying? 2020. You know what I'm saying? And and in 30 years, you could say, this nigga drugged me up. He gave me a whole blunt before. And then he took the pussy. Pardon my choice of words. But yeah. You know, but Bill Cosby, I don't understand it. You know what I'm saying? You, you know what I'm saying? You Bill Cosby. I don't think it was hard for you to, 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 to take advantage of, of, you know, the sexual benefit of being famous I think you just got a fetish with sleeping with unconscious women that, that, that's that gotta be that cause you ain't telling me Bill Cosby begging for sex <coughs> Bill Cosby ain't begging for sex this Bill Cosby one of the only black men getting money back then Fat Albert popping Cosby show popping Let's do it again, popping, all the movies popping, I spy popping. You raping bit you raping chicks? Uh, I don't get it, Bill. Again, these are fetishes. You know, if you listen to some of his comedy, you know, he talks about the Spanish fly jokes and everything. And that 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 don't that don't surprise me. I just think that like like R. Kelly, like, yo, you gave your kid to a retard, man. What you expect? You gave your kid to a retard. You know, shout out R. Kelly, man. Been a fan of your music forever, bro. You know what I'm saying? But you, you know, you got a problem. You like young, you like young girls, and you know, that's cool when you 13 and they 13 and 14 and all that. But come on, man, when you're 30 and 40, it just don't look right. Is a woman physically capable of of having sex at that age? Eh, that depends. You know what I'm saying? That depends on the father. But by law, it's like, nah. Now, mind you, mind you, mind you, Catholic priests out here killing. They they, they killing the game. They, they, they tearing these little boys up, doing all kind of terrible things to them. And then they ended up, they getting, these boys growing up, coming back, getting their payback. Some of them. But you as a parent, you cannot send your child male or female to a man or you look at some of the stories on these teachers you can't send your child to anybody expecting them to treat them right because they're not looking at it that way you don't know who these people are you do not know what a person is contemplating when they are looking at you you know what I'm saying you don't know what a person's thinking when they look at you you don't know any of the only thing you know is what they say or well, you know what I'm saying trust me and that that should resonate with a lot of people that should resonate with a lot of people you do not know what a person is thinking when they are looking at you especially if you're an attractive lady an adult lady of course if you're an attractive lady you definitely don't even if you got a little girl your kids shouldn't be hugging up on nobody and none of that. They should not be familiar with any adult. They should not feel like it's okay to run up and hug any adult. Because you don't know who these people are. You got to protect your kids until they're old enough to know what's out there. 
And if you think that by not talking to them about it, it's going to make it easier for them to deal with, you're wrong. Because, like, we had to learn everything in elementary school. We're going to figure this shit out in the lunchroom. That's why all our friends going to be at. They're going to be sitting at the lunch table coming up. You can't get her pregnant the first time without a condom if she on top. All that dumb stuff. Yeah, you can't do that. You can't do that. You got to school these kids early and often. Early and often. Like jumping on your couch and potty training. You got to teach them how to protect themselves because you can't expect no adult to have that. Well, you don't know who retarded out here once we grown. Hell, the only reason you knew half these people was retarded growing up was because they got out of school 15, 20 minutes before everybody else. That's the only way you knew people was re were, were, were special growing up because they left school early. They would get on a cab or on a short bus. That's why you knew they were special. And you think them people got fixed. They don't give no disrespect to them, but that's not something you grow out of. I mean, it's something you learn how to maintain and something you learn how to cope with. But I can't guarantee that it's something you outgrow because I think that's a that's a genetic thing. You know what I'm saying? But, you, you know, look that up, man. You can't outgrow that. And think about it. That's why you be having these un Uncle Junior stay in the back room at Grandma's house because he, he's special and he just grown. He just still grown. He ain't figured out what to do with himself yet. All this is important, you know. All this is important when you're dealing with your kids. So you gotta, you gotta protect them from all of that. You know what I'm saying? So um, I gave y'all a little bit about sports. I gave y'all a little bit about, gave y'all a little bit about sports and, and how I like sports and stuff. I enjoy it. I don't get caught up in it anymore because as I grow older, I'm realizing how much of a, how. How scripted it really is, and, and, and how, it's not really real. Hey, come on, man. We've been watching Detroit get cheated out of football games and playoff positions and wins for the last, for years. You can go on YouTube and look up all the cheating stuff that happened with Detroit. You know what I'm saying? Questionable. You can't say cheating. I guess you can say questionable cause that has happened with Detroit in the past. It's out there. You know what I'm saying? It's out there. Um, again, you on, you're, you're tuned in to chop it up. With Kurt, the Blend Master, aka Kurt Mo, down with it. Um, this episode two, you know, it's great to chop it up with you all. Um, man, I kind of wanna, I wanna, I wanna. Let me see what my time is like. I wanna talk. I wanna talk to y'all about something that is 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 is. It's been on my mind, and um, you know, it ain't always. It ain't. It ain't always. You know what? I'm gonna leave it alone. I probably come back to it next. Next chapter. Next chapter. Bump it. This is. This is about. This is about. Yeah, I wait till next episode. I wait till next episode. My bad to get you all get get your mouth wet for that for that new topic. But I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this next episode. I might just record this one right now and then I might post it later on. But as far as this one goes, we just talked about sports, yo. How I feel about sports and the history of sports. If you want to read a good book on Michigan sports, Jalen Rose book, uh, got to get the people what they want. I believe that's the name of it. That book is um, a really good book about Michigan sports. It talks about everybody from B.J. Armstrong to the 
to the Michigan days and he does a good book. He talks about our community in Detroit and how we came through and all that, and how it came to be and some of the people that came out of the D and coaches and players and, you know, it takes you back. So it's a good one. It's a good one. It's a good one. It's a good one. So again, man, I appreciate y'all for tuning in. It's coming. We're going to be doing another episode. I'm going to drop a few because I got topics. I got topics that I want to address first. And I, I address my sports, my, my outlook on sports. And yes, I'm an all Detroit fan. And if I had to pick another team, it's going to be whatever Miami got. So the Heat, the, um, the, the Dolphins, and the Marlins. That's my, my Detroit teams and my Miami teams. They're my two spaces. My own, I'm, I'm a hometown representative. I ain't no bandwagoner. Yeah, I, I like. It was great watching LeBron. It was great watching LeBron, and I, I, you know, I missed a lot of Michael Jordan because I was a Piston fan. And anybody that's a true Piston fan don't give a f- about Michael Jordan. They don't give a bleep about Michael Jordan. You know what I'm saying? Mike had Phil Jackson, all six ring. You know what I'm saying? The Pistons ain't never had a field just. We had Larry Johnson. I mean, Larry Brown. Larry Brown had one of the best seasons, uh, one of our best seasons with him. So, yeah. He, Mike, Mike, uh, Mike had Mike had uh, Rodman, Pippen, Kukoc. He had, uh, what's your boy that came from Cleveland with the, with the speech impediment? Uh, 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 um, what's that boy name? Damn. Y'all, somebody's saying it. Uh, uh, Ron Harper. He was nice. Don't sit up here and act like Ron Harper wasn't that dude. He was nice, bruh. He was like a Paul George. He was nice. Quiet dude, because that was Michael's show. Mike had Ryman, Cartwright. I ain't going to say Cartwright, but he did have Cartwright, but I ain't going to say Cartwright. He had Kukoc out there shooting. You know what I'm saying? Then you had Ryman getting all the rebounds. You had um, Scottie Pippen, who was... I'm not going to put him in comparison to LeBron James or my dude KG. But I would definitely say he had his um he had a squad with Phil Jackson too, bro. Come on, man. You ain't finna sit up here and act like that that wasn't the case, you know what I'm saying? Mike had the best coaches and he had a hell of a squad for them six rings. Now you can run tell that. But I really wasn't a Michael Jordan fan. I appreciate what Michael has done. I look back on Michael like, damn, Mike was nice, bro. And I was out to sea on deployments for mostly all of Michael. Like, like, matter of fact, I was in A school in Orlando the year or the years Orlando went to the finals. I was in Orlando that summer, summer 95. It's crazy. I was in Orlando at A school over there, quartermaster A school. You know what I'm saying? I was live. It was cool. And to be out there for the great heat wave of the summer of 95 in Orlando was good, man. That was the early part of the Orlando Magic. They was winning. They was on top of the world. Shout out to Orange Blossom Trail, the Orange Blossom Trail Mall, the Florida Mall, uh, 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 Colonial Drive. Shout out to the Colonial Inn. Shout out to all my homies that was stationed with me, summer '95 over there at uh, the school, the A school in Orlando, Florida. We had a ball, man. Cause I think under there over there was the quartermasters and the signalmen, and then they had like uh, quartermasters, signalmen, um, quartermasters, signalmen, uh, torpedoes made C school. The nuke school was there, and the band was there. 
and it was a bigger base. We had a boot camp over there, but they got where they had closed that boot camp before I went over there. So, but yeah, shout out to Orlando Summer '95. That was a great year. Um, yo, man, it's always good talking to y'all, man. I'm gonna figure out a, I'm gonna figure out a more professional way to end this situation. I mean, but we are we've been blessed with some dope conversation. We passed on some dope vibes. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna get. It's gonna. It's gonna be live. It's, matter of fact, I'm finna lay this track. I'm finna lay this on here, and um, then I'm gonna come back with another one for y'all. I'm gonna do another one. Probably talk about this next topic. Get this off my chest. But again, thanks for tuning in. Till next time. I'm sitting out here listening to all these putt putts roll by. You know what I'm saying? This is real. You know what I'm saying? I ain't finna do it the studio way. I'm gonna sit right up here. And I'm going to admire, because this is what I used to do when I was in the Navy. Like, when I worked at CERMAC, I used to uh, pull up to the um, to the beach. I used to get my little sandwich from Subway or whatever. And then I'd go pull up over there by the jetties. And I would just sit outside and watch the ships go in and out of the pier, going up St. John's River, going into the Mayport Pier, watching sailboats, watching furniture. Just sit there and watch the water and the seagulls and the fishermen. And it was always peaceful to just sit in my car and vibe out to some cool music and just take this break. And you know, that's how I'm gonna do my thing. So I'm looking at something beautiful. And you know, that's the vibe I'm on. Blue skies, green grass, ain't nothing to it. Yo, it's been great chopping it up with y'all. You know what I'm saying? Till next time, leave a comment, tell a friend. Pass it on. Peace. Girl, it won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. Hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. Hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. Hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. Hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt at all. Hurt at all. Won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. Hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. Hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol. It won't hurt, baby. Nope. It won't hurt till I hit it with the alcohol.